Good evening, family. I'm really uh, blessed to get to be here and just meditate on the word with you tonight. Uh, tonight, our word's going to come from Numbers 2319. Um, and so if you wanted to, you can go ahead and flip there. We'll also have it in your handouts and on the screen. Um, I just want to jump right into it and kind of give us a context where we're at. If you remember, we were in Numbers not too long ago, so I won't give too much. But at this point, um, we're in Egypt, uh, or we're, yeah, we're in Egypt, and Israel has been, um, has been rescued from Egypt, right, in this moment. And so now they're wandering in the wilderness. Uh, they have to wander for 40 years because of their disobedience. Um, and so they have uh, been wandering for a while, and they've been defeating a lot of different kings along the way and the Amorites. And so they get to this spot in Moab, and uh, they're setting up tent. And here we get the story of King, Bal- King Balak. And King Balak, um, he's afraid of the Israelites. Their number is many, and he fears that, and he also fears what they've done to the Amorites. And so he goes out and calls for a prophet, Balaam, uh, to come and curse Israel. And even though Balaam's uh, kind of this prophet for hire, he still, when he uh, gets his prophecies from the Lord, um, he relays what the Lord had told him. So he's obedient, and at least those words that the Lord gave him. And so in his first um, oracle that he gave to Balak, when Balak's like, will you curse Israel? He says, Balaam says, um, how can he curse those that God did not curse. And so here, even Balak is, King Balak is like wanting to curse Israel. um, And Balaam's like, how can I do this? God has not cursed them. And so that's where we get to our second oracle and we get into our text. And so if you want to look down to 2319, um, Numbers 2319, um, I'm going to read it for us real quick. Uh, This is the word of the Lord. God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your written word, that we can read it, we can hear it, we can study it. We thank you that you say what you will do. Heavenly Father, We pray that as we meditate on this, we grow uh, more confident in you and your love. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So to read it again, it says, God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? So the first thing, or I think our main point to take away from this is God is not like us, and this is glorious. So that's my main point tonight. Uh, God is not like us, and this is glorious. And if we look at it, it starts off with God is not man. And if you flip to a line uh, below it, or a son of man. Here we are strictly told God is not like us. And I don't know about you, but every now and then I may forget that. When I'm praying to God, I know he's personal, and um, we always talk about Jesus as our friend, and I know that, but sometimes I may make him a little too personal, and I don't think of his holiness as set-apartness. 
I put him on level with me. But right here we're simply told he is not like us. But how is he not like us? This verse is specifically telling us he's not like us because he does not lie. He does not change his mind. But we do. It's in our nature to lie. Now, I don't have kids or anything, but I have a niece, and I got to live really close to the Pennix for, or I got to work really close and live close for a while to the Pennix, and I got to play with a lot of Pennix kids and get on slip and slides that are not made for adults. Um, video proof is not here, um, but it does exist. Um, but I got to see these children grow up, and I think if you're a parent in the room or you've been around kids anytime, you didn't have to teach them to lie. I think you'd agree with me, they know when they do something wrong, they're apt to lie about it. You know, if they break a lamp, um, they're going to lie how they broke it. It just fell over. The wind blew it. Or they'll blame it on their sister, right? We lie. And we don't have to be taught this. It's been this way since the beginning, right? Um, and then also, we change our minds, um, I'm prone to this. Uh, I've been trying to get better at changing my mind, but I don't know. Uh, every now and then I'll make plans with my sister, maybe a Friday night to go hang out with her and my niece and have a good dinner. But then my buddies call up and they say, hey, we got tickets to Guardians of the Galaxy 3, let's go. I'm going to be real. I love my sister. I love my niece. Sweet time. Guardians of the Galaxy sounds a lot more fun. So I'm tempted in that moment to just change my mind. But we've learned recently, right, in James, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And that's how God is, but we are not, right? But we do change our minds. So God is not like us. He does not lie. He does not change his mind. It goes on to say, has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? What God speaks, he will do, and this is glorious. I used to dislike routine um, a lot and just despise it, but then I realized how comforting routine is when uh, my whole week could maybe be wrecked. Maybe I have my uh, residency reading scheduled out, but then we have to pivot and do something, and now I have to read late at night. That just throws my whole week. And I recognize how comforting something that doesn't change is. When I have a plan and it doesn't change, it's comforting. It's Mother's Day. A lot of you mothers in here, what does your child tend to do if they scuff their knee or bump their head? Most of the time, they want their mom, because in that moment, mom is seen as unchanging. She's seen as the comfort. She's the rock. Right? I think about even my mom. I, when I was, you know, just a few years ago while she was still here, um, when I was, I'm like 34 and I fly somewhere for a conference, and the first person I have to call is my mom. Mom, I'm here. So, like, even in my 30s, I find comfort in my mom. And so, we find comfort in the things that are steady. So, guys, I want to uh, encourage you to find comfort in the Lord. Because he does not change. He's not like us. Despite our sin, God is immutable. Uh, immutable just means that God does not change in any way. He's unchanging, and for that reason, he's perfect in every way. 
As Brad said this morning, he doesn't change because he cannot change. So it's not even that he decides not to change. He doesn't choose right when he said yes is yes and no is no. He couldn't even say no. He couldn't change his mind. It's not in him to do that. Think about it even in our text now, right? Israel's on their way to the promised land. God promised them they would get there. And King Balak is trying his best to curse them so they can't get there. And what do we hear, right? Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? God said they would make it to the promised land. And here's Balaam telling Balak, they're going to get there. I can't curse these people because God did not curse them. Think about Isaiah 53, and we have a, we're promised a suffering servant for our souls to save us. And we get that in Jesus Christ by his death on the cross. And then we're promised eternal life. If you remember earlier today, if you were here, we were in Titus 1, 1 through 3, where Paul says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, just like this, he never lies, promised before the ages began and at the proper time manifested his word through the preaching, which I have been entrusted by the command of our Savior. Even here we see that God does not lie and we are promised eternal life. He doesn't change because he cannot change and this is glorious. Non-believer in this room, God doesn't change, but you can. If you've been to BTI, you've probably heard Nick uh, teach on uh, Hebrews and Nick laid this out really well, and I really like it, so I just stole it from him. Um, but he says, believer, you must change. God does not change, but you must change. You, are, you must be born again. You must repent from your sin and trust in Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for all your sins, all the wrong you've done in life, and then was risen at the right hand of God so that you can have eternal life. You must change. But not only that, you can change. God is immutable, but we are not. You can change, and you can turn from your sin and trust in him, and in the end, you will change, or I could say we will change. All of us who have believed in Christ will change. Listen to 1 Corinthians 15, 50. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, and at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised, imperishable, and we shall be changed. How glorious is this? Christian in the room, how does God's unchanging immutability affect you? First, I challenge you to find comfort in this. When you pray, you're praying to one who does not change. And this is glorious. When you read scripture, you're reading the words of the unchanging Lord, the immutable God. And this is glorious. How do we treat each other? Do we let our yes be yes? Do we let our no be no? What about to outsiders? Do we lie to them to get out of a committed lunch because we know that's going to be an awkward conversation? when I have to share the gospel, right? 
Guys, trust in the unchanging God because this is glorious. And then finally, how do we sing when we get to sing to the Lord? How glorious is that that we're singing to an unchanging God? One more time. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? God is not like us and this is glorious. Here in a moment, Ryan's gonna come up and lead us in great is thy faithfulness. And sometimes I am prone to not meditate on the songs we sing very well. Um, but preparing this week, I got to dive into this song, and I want to end with a line from that song. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. Thou, thou thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Let's pray.